from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zen Nicotine Pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life. Because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zen.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Wow, the more he and his attorneys talk, the more I like it. Of course, I'm talking about Alex Murdoch. Why do his attorneys keep talking? Remember, Alex Murdoch is the lawyer out of South Carolina that is now charged in the heinous murder of his wife, Maggie, and son, Paul, outside their hunting lodge out in the country in addition to their home i don't know how many properties they own but one is definitely a murder scene now he's also charged with millions of dollars of embezzling and fraud taking money from clients he represented in the worst way embezzling money from his law firm hey i also think somebody had to know about all the embezzlement and did nothing his family had a grip on South Carolina politics forever. The prosecutor's office had been held by a Murdoch for a hundred years. Now talk about an ethical violation. He's a prosecutor in cases, but then would civilly represent, I guess, either the defendant or the victim in the case. That is a conflict of interest. What a big mess. 
but I'm more worried about the two dead bodies. Of course, the Murdoch family is connected to a lot of dead bodies. There's Gloria Satterfield, the 50-ish year old housekeeper that was found dead at the Murdoch estate, reportedly by, quote, tripping over the dog. Right. Um, Then there is Mallory Beach, the teen girl that was thrown off the Murdoch boat when one of the sons was drunk and high as a kite, piled into some pilings at a bridge. She flies off and floats in the water for three days before her body is found. Let's see, who else? Oh, yes. Um, A young guy in the community was found dead of a seeming hit and run with ties to the Murdoch family, and many argue it was no such thing of a hit as a hit and run. But let's focus on this case. Wife Maggie and son Paul both killed at Murdoch's South Carolina home. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us here on Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111. The very latest lawyers for Murdoch are now pointing the finger at the prosecutors claiming they're hiding evidence including blood spatter evidence and phone records, and they're accusing the prosecutors of leaking information about the murders to the press. Take a listen to this. They charged him with murder. What they're telling us today is they're still investigating it. They're still investigating the murder. They didn't have enough when they charged him. Again, Your Honor, this is some sort of game that's going on. And he used the word game. That's not my word. This is not a game. It's his life. It's justice. It's the quality of justice in this courtroom, in this state, and it ain't a game. Hmm. Well, leaks have been around as long as I have been a prosecutor. There's always been leaks. Is that a violation of the law? Is that a crime? Probably not. And let me tell you something about blood spatter evidence there is a time period in which you the state has to hand over scientific evidence that can be blood evidence the analysis of drugs fiber evidence ballistics evidence dna evidence um not polygraph because you usually don't have that in a criminal trial all of those are deemed scientific evidence the state under the law has to hand all the scientific evidence over to the defense well in advance of trial, and they should. The reason is so the defense can prepare their defense based on the evidence the state has, or they may even want to hire their own experts to analyze what the state experts have done or to do their own tests. We see that a lot where defense teams hire their own experts Take a listen to our friends at GMA. Good morning, America. Alec Murdoch's legal team accusing prosecutors of hiding the ball, allegedly withholding evidence ahead of his looming trial for double murder. Gotcha, prosecution. It's trial by ambush. Give us the stuff. I don't have a shred of paper. I don't have an email. I don't have an exhibit. I don't have any evidence. His attorneys are now accusing investigators of leaking details to the media instead of handing it over to the defense as required. What evidence are they talking about? Blood spatter evidence and phone records? Listen, we're not going to trial in the next two weeks. 
So the state has plenty of time to hand this evidence over. Take a listen to Good Morning America. Murdoch's lawyer seemingly referencing reports about blood splatters and evidence found on phones. We're ready to work, ready to hire investigators, ready to hire experts. All I know about blood splatters is what I read in some blog. I've never seen any blood splatter evidence. I've never seen any phone downloads. I've never seen any witness statements. 32 days after we make the request, we still don't have anything. The defense has filed a motion asking the judge to compel the state to turn over the evidence immediately and to unseal the details of the grand jury indictment. In a response filing, the state calls the motion a blatant attempt to create drama where formerly there was none. There is a time period in which the state must hand over scientific evidence, a witness list, and much more, including exculpatory evidence. Exculpatory evidence is evidence that indicates the defendant could be innocent. That comes from a very old case that went to the U.S. Supreme Court, Brady v. Maryland, where Brady claimed the state did not hand over exculpatory evidence, and he he won because the state did not hand over the exculpatory evidence. Back to Murdoch. Now, So far, the state has missed no deadlines in handing over evidence that we know of, but the blood spatter evidence I think they're talking about is high-impact human matter spatter, which is probably blood, found on Alex Murdoch's clothing that he wore the night of the murders, which indicates he was there when the gunshots occurred. That's the only way you can get that high-velocity, high-impact Blood spatter. That's a spatter I think they're talking about. How did the whole thing start? Spatter evidence. Does it directly link the drugged up lawyer, Alex Murdoch, to the double murders of his wife and his own son? All this from a source, Fit News, and I want to go straight out to Matt Harris, Matt, the morning show host of the Matt and Ramona Show, 107.9 WLNK podcast, The Murdoch Family Murders. Matt, what is happening? Well, according to Fitz News, they're the ones who reported this, that there's forensic evidence on his clothing and it could have only have come from uh, blood spatter. Uh, they are reporting that there's been multiple tests done and proves that Alex was at least near the bodies when, or one of the bodies, when they were shot and killed in June. Let's analyze what Matt Harris joining us from WLNK just said. Blood spatter. There's a lot of different kind of blood spatter. There is, um, uh, I drop, I drop um, a jar of ketchup in a glass and it spatters. Okay. Then there's what we call high velocity mm-hmm. blood spatter completely different thing because um high velocity blood spatter you probably can't even see it with the naked eye it's like a mist but it hits for instance in this case his shirt in a different way than other spatter would hit. So let me understand. Matt Harris, a morning show host, uh, Matt Ramona, WLNK, you're attributing to Fit News 
They report that a shirt worn by Alex Murdoch, the drugged up lawyer who we now think embezzled literally millions of dollars from his clients. Mm-hmm. The shirt worn on the night his wife and son were murdered not only has high velocity blood spatter, a significant amount of high velocity blood spatter. Is that what you're telling me? That's what Fitz News is saying. The high velocity impact spatter was specifically high velocity. Now, we know that Alec touched the bodies, uh, at least according to him, in the 911 call that night. So that would be on his shirt and pants, maybe as well. But they're saying there is the high velocity impact spatter on that shirt, which puts him right in the proximity of uh, either one or both the victims when they were shot. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zen for a spin. Zen nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Ready to start your new journey? Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge. Enjoy Zen nicotine pouches for 10 days and discover a fresher way to experience nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Here's how to get started with the Zen 10 Challenge. Simply pick your strength and varieties online and check out. Once your Zen nicotine pouches arrive in the mail, enjoy pure nicotine satisfaction at your leisure. After your 10-day trial, let us know what you think. If Zen isn't for you, no hard feelings. It's that simple. Order online at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com to start your new journey today with the Zen 10 Challenge. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. In the last hours, Alex Murdoch out of South Carolina's lawyers have piped up claiming prosecutors are hiding evidence and leaking information about the murders 
of Murdoch's wife and son to the press. What evidence are they talking about? Blood spatter evidence. High impact human matter spatter, which is probably blood, found on Alex Murdoch's clothing that he wore the night of the murders. Straight out to Joe Scott Morgan, professor of forensics, Jacksonville State University, author, Blood Beneath My Feet, host of a hit series, Body Bags with Joe Scott Morgan on iHeart. Joe Scott, tell me a lot. It's telling me not only was he about w- within 36 inches of the bodies of the dead people, his wife and his son, but he was there when they got shot. Yeah, he was. And that's that's what's being at least implicated here or implied uh, relative to this finding. When you start to talk about high velocity uh, blood spatter, Nancy, for our listeners at home, just think about this. Right you were when you mentioned that it's very fine, very difficult to see. If anybody has an aerosol hairspray container at home, go to your mirror and spritz it one time very lightly. And it, it particulates it, and that that's generated from a high in energy impact. And it's generally associated in most every single time I've seen it is always associated with gunfire. That means that it has to reach a certain level of velocity to impact that body, to spray that blood out. If you're anywhere in proximity to that uh, and you mentioned about 36 inches, that's kind of the, the standard. It's going to literally blow out and mystify all of you. Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. You just ran over 36 inches. We standardize 36 inches. What do we mean by that? Uh, When you shoot, the spatter will travel Mm -hmm. about 36 inches. Past that, it starts to dissolve in the air or drop to the ground. Which tells us, and this is after years and years and years of exhaustive experimenting, we know that if you've got blood spatter, you are three feet or less to the point of impact bullet to body. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Blood, unlike a bot, unlike a bullet, has horrible, horrible aerodynamic qualities. So a bullet can spin through the air and go for a long, long ways. But the way this this liquid, very viscous, thick liquid substance, even when it's it's uh, mystified like this, it, it, it doesn't hold together very well. And so after about 36 inches, it's lost its velocity, but it's still particulate like this. In other words, it goes like this. Yep. Yep. You're absolutely right. Just like the hairspray I was referring to. So that gives you an indication, Nancy, that... If this is true, if what they're saying is true, they would have had to have tested the shirt, looked at it very carefully under, you know, like probably um, alternative lighting sources like ultraviolet and that sort of thing to be able to pick this up. It'll kind of luminate and they'll get a they'll get a, an idea of the distribution of this pattern as well. And maybe. What are you saying? The distribution of the pattern? Well, it'll give you an idea. Talk, say, for instance, talk, regular just, people talk. <laughs> it, it will give you an idea, perhaps, relative to his position to the bodies when this weapon was fired or whoever was wearing this shirt. They have a shirt, pants, whatever the clothing is. When they begin to examine it, and they'll also look at the concentration, Nancy. Keep in mind, as you've said many, many times before, you always use the analogy, and I love this, of the water hose where you spray it. 
the tighter that grouping, the closer the individual is. So if it's tightly concentrated, that means that the proximity of the of the individual that's on the receiving end of this spatter, okay, and they're saying it's Alec, that it's going to be very tightly concentrated the closer he is to the body. Further away, it'll be spread out. 36 inches is about an arm's length. That's what we're talking about, which makes perfect sense. You're holding the gun, you shoot, and it... it they're not saying, is it on the chest? Is it on the sleeve of the shirt? Yeah, We're talking about timing. Is he caught on video wearing the same shirt or a different shirt? And when can we identify he was wearing the, so, the, the purported bloody shirt the night his wife and son were killed? You know what? Before I go too, too deep into blood spatter, we're going to revisit. I want you to hear that very night. Now, if this is true, what Fit News is reporting, what we are hearing from our friend Matt Harris, WLNK, if it's true, that means he was at the body at the time of the shooting. That particular blood spatter marking cannot be created in any other way. It's not a transfer where he reached out and hugged the bodies or touched the bodies. It's not a drop, for instance, in Travis Alexander, when blood, he was aspirating blood up from all the stabs in his chest. His lungs were filling up with blood. Travis Alexander goes to his bathroom mirror and looks at himself as he is dying and blood drips down from the mouth or the nose. And we see drop marks. It's not an orb. It's a spatter. Big difference under a microscope. But wait a minute. If what Fit News is saying, if what Matt Harris is reporting is all correct, then Alex Murdoch managed to call 911 and say this. Take a listen. Okay, you said 4147 Moselle Road in Allison? Sir? You said 4147 Moselle Road in Allison? Yes, sir. 4147 Moselle Road. Stay on the line with me, okay? Yes, sir. Stay on the line with me, okay? Okay. Kind of communication. Collison, I have an Alex Murdoch on the line. Caller from 4147 Moselle Road. He's advising that his wife and child was shot. Okay, and sir, give me the address again. It's 4147 Moselle Road. I've been up to it now. It's bad. Okay. Oh. Okay, and are they breathing? No, ma'am. Okay, and you said it's your wife and your son? My wife and my son. Are they in a vehicle? No, ma'am. They're on the ground out at my kennel. <laughs> you know what? There's just some things in life you just can't get enough of. And hearing Alex and Murdoch, if Fit News is right, and I have no reason to believe they're not right, think about this guy making this 911 call. When according to the blood, and the blood doesn't lie, his shirt is covered in high-velocity blood spatter. Take a listen. Here he is again. He just can't talk enough, can he? Did you see anyone? Okay. Is he breathing at all? No, no one. Is she 
Okay, do you see anything? Do you see anyone in the area? No, ma'am. No, ma'am. What color is your house on the outside? What color is your house on the outside? Uh, it's white. You can't see it from the road. Okay, is it a house or a mobile home? It's a house. Okay, and what is your name? My name is Alex Murdoch. Okay, did you hear anything or did you come home and find them? No, man, I've been gone. I, I just came back. <laughs> Okay, and was anyone else supposed to be at your house? No, ma'am. Please hurry. We're getting somebody out there to you. Oh, Bobby Chacon, Bobby Chacon, Bobby Chacon. Nearly 30 years, former FBI agent at BobbyChacon.com. Bobby, Bobby, Bobby. Oh, how I would love to be a fly on the wall and watch him make that 911 call. Did you hear all that blubbering and snotting and the the tremulous wails? Yeah, but he, he became suddenly very literate when he had to say that I just got back. I heard that. I even wrote that yeah. home. I've been gone. Yeah, he got the things that he needed to get out very clearly and very articulately. And so, so he knew it was almost like a script. He knew what he had to say. He obviously knows those calls are recorded. We all do. And so he knew what he had to say. Um, and he walked, you listen to that call. It's almost like a walkthrough of, Hey, I didn't do this. Um, and, and so it's really interesting to hear that and to hear how he goes from this blubbering guy who's, who's, you can hear the snot coming out and you, you, he can't even comport himself. And then all of a sudden, he's very clear when he has to make the points that he wants to make. Murdoch's defense team blasting prosecutors, claiming they're hiding evidence, including blood spatter and phone records. I can't wait to read those phone records and leaking information about the murders to the press. Why is he so concerned about the press? He better be concerned about putting that case together to go to trial. All that matters is what the jury thinks, not what the press thinks or the general population. They're not rendering a verdict. Take a listen to our friends at GMA. Good morning, America. The defense has filed a motion asking the judge to compel the state to turn over the evidence immediately and to unseal the details of the grand jury indictment. In a response filing, the state calls the motion a blatant attempt to create drama where formerly there was none, saying the state has no desire to preclude the defense from any discovery, adding they will send it over when the court greenlights it. What do we know about the facts of the Murdoch murders? I, I'm going to read something. Listen to this. Matt Harris joining me. Morning show yep. host of WLNK. Quote, multiple sources have told Fit that the, and they keep saying this over and over, high velocity impact spatter. And Joe Scott, put that in your head because I, I need for you to go over that for me. Multiple sources, multiple sources have told this news outlet that the high-velocity impact spatter has been independently analyzed and confirmed by multiple forensic experts, including by at least one out-of-state laboratory. Put that in your head, too, Joe Scott, because I'm just wondering, did they send it to Quantico? Because if you're going to send it out-of-state, why go from South Carolina to Alabama or Georgia or North Carolina? If you're going to send it somewhere... Make it count, man. Send it to the feds. I mean, that's what I'm just surmising. Because South Carolina, I mean, 
South Carolina has their own crime lab, don't they, Matt Harris? <laughs> yes, yes, they do. Um, Probably more than one. I mean, in oh, Georgia, yeah. we yeah. need we have a, a major crime lab uh, in Atlanta, but. I mean, I know South Carolina's got to have their own crime lab. Oh, they sure do. I mean, they've been backed up a lot because of COVID and what other things are going on. But they have one for sure, if not multiple. So why would they send it next door to uh, North Carolina or to Tennessee or to Georgia? They wouldn't. Right. Right. I mean, I think the the feds uh, have been roaming around down in that area for a while now. We know that. And I think. Think that also to avoid any uh, influence by the Murdochs, thus my podcast, Impact of Influence. Um, I love your podcast. Thank you. Uh, SLED wants to make sure, which is South Carolina Law Enforcement Division, to make sure there's no uh, issues of influence by the Murdochs. So they are going to make sure or ask for the feds help, I would assume, and not just have one of the counties or state uh, work down there because they don't want any uh impropriety uh, uh acknowledged or thought about or rumored so getting the feds involved makes sense yeah and as a matter of fact that's what you name your podcast and at first i didn't quite get why you had such a long name for your podcast but now i do the murdoch family murders impact of influence uh, and i thought that meant just how far-reaching the Murdoch family influence was because they're a legal dynasty. They've been the prosecutors and they've had a civil law firm, which I think is an incredible conflict of interest because you're going to represent people that have been victims or perps in the cases that you're prosecuting. I mean, wow. Anyway, that has lasted for decades and decades and decades. But in this case, the title of your podcast goes as well. Uh, Impact of influence. They are sending SLED, uh, South Carolina Law Enforcement Division, is sending this evidence out, I think, to the feds, although that's not being reported, where there is no partiality one way or the other. And nobody's got an axe to grind. Mm -hmm. So I I think that's why they did that. And I want to also point out um, that FIT is reporting that this is just one piece of evidence of many pieces of evidence that place Murdoch at the scene at the time of uh, the crime. Bobby Chacon, what could they be talking about? Other evidence? Uh, nav, you know, well, nav system on his car, uh, GPS satellite sure. on his phone, triangulation. On his phone, his, if he has a watch that tracks him, if he's got a fitness tracker, you know, there's a lot of, lot of different things to you know. here's the problem you may do all that uh fitbit phone car all the nav all the triangulation but you gotta have the time of death yeah narrowed down because you, you can prove he's there at 8 p.m but what if you can't prove the deaths occurred at 8 p.m what if the deaths occurred at 2 p.m that's the problem. Yeah, I thought it was weird. Uh, we've been saying from the beginning that it was odd to us that they picked a very short period of time for the possible deaths because uh, they they released that, that Alec made the call at 9-11, and they uh, said the time of death was between 9 and 9.30. Well, that's, a, according to the autopsy report, a call. That's a very short window, and you guys are better at the science things than me, but that seems like... That's unusual to pin it down to a 30-minute span. Is that what they said, Matt Harris? 
Is Chacon right? And I think he is. Did they state it was between 9 and 9.30? The time of, uh, yes, uh, according to the autopsy report of Paul, 9 and 9.30. And wow. Paul was at uh, 10 uh, 10.07. Okay, so the calls at 10.07, the deaths between 9 and 9.30, Matt Harris and Bobby Chacon, that is certainly food for thought. How did they do it, Joe Scott Morgan? There may be a way that they're doing not scientifically based on the the body and the autopsy. It could be Maggie Murdoch, the yep. wife, made a phone call and had a conversation at 845. Yeah, it's coming back to electronics, Nancy. Listen, anybody that's worth their salt in forensics, particularly medical legal death investigation, yeah. you don't you don't ever you don't ever uh, narrow down beyond about a two to three hour window when you're talking about postmortem interval. That is the moment in time when an individual died until you actually get a chance to examine the body. We are not fine-tuned enough for that. That gives me an indication here that they're getting information from some other source that's going to pin this down. Extrinsic evidence to show time of death. And I remember they did find they did find Maggie's phone uh, the next day uh, tossed on the side of the road and some weeds just street. off the side of the road. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and they've got a really long driveway, and I understand that the phone was not far from the mailbox or is it on down the road, Matt? They had, they had to drive to it. In fact, um, my co-host was talking with Alex's right. brother and uh, he, they said that they got the information from Buster, the, the, the brother of, of uh, Paul and uh, how to ping Maggie's phone. So they started walking around on the property. They couldn't find it. And then, um, uh, John Marvin got in a car with uh, law enforcement and drove to where the phone was and they found it. Wow. That's really valuable information. Hey, guys, all of this that we're learning, for those of you just joining us, according to Fit News, high velocity impact spatter on Alex Murdoch's shirt. The shirt he was wearing the night his wife and son were murdered. High velocity impact blood spatter directly ties him to the double homicide. And with this backdrop about the blood spatter placing him at the bodies at the time they were shot dead, take a listen to him on his 911 call and then we'll give Dr. Sherry Schwartz a crack at it. Take a listen. Okay, what is her name? Mag- Maggie and Paul. Maggie is her name? Uh, yes, ma'am. Okay. And please hurry. Uh, we're getting somebody out there to you. Me asking you these questions. Don't slow them down, okay? And you sure they're not breathing? Is he moving at all, your son? I know you said that she was shot, but what about your son? <laughs> Nobody. They're not. Neither one of them's moving. What is your telephone number? And does anything look out of place? Ma'am, not not particularly, really, no, ma'am. Okay. Straight out to Dr. Sherry Schwartz, forensic psychologist specializing in capital mitigation at panthermitigation.com. Dr. Sherry Schwartz, what do you make of it? Well, I think 
you know, going back earlier to what you and Mr. Chacon were talking about, the fact that he sounds so upset in between the questions, but when he has to articulate the answers to the questions, he seems to do that just fine. He even is able to collect himself enough to sort of, I'm imagining him looking around to see if anything's out of place before answering that question. And that to me seems very odd. I don't know what his psychopathology is. I've never met this person, but you know, it's, it's, this seems to be uh, a group of people, the Murdoch family that has um, a, a high degree of comfort being around death, right? The housekeeper, I believe was killed at one point or died um, in their presence. And Satterfield. so they don't seem to have, right. They don't seem to have a lot of empathy. Uh, and yet he seems to do a remarkable job of sounding like he's got this empathy for his uh, apparently deceased loved ones. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're a smoker looking for an alternative to traditional tobacco, you might feel uncertain at the thought of changing things up. Maybe you're ready to make a switch, but don't know where to start. Maybe you've tried vaping, thought it wasn't your thing. Maybe you've heard of smokeless nicotine products, but aren't familiar with the options. Meet Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch. Zinn nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Which means Zinn pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zinn fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zin pouch in is you. Zin is a satisfying tobacco alternative that puts you in control of your nicotine experience, which means Zin pairs well with you. Visit Zin.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zin. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Alex Murdoch's lawyers hit the news headlines again accusing the state of withholding evidence and leaking to the press. Now, this brings to mind when one of Alex Murdoch's lawyers 
went public and claimed Murdoch had a brain injury, that he had been attacked on the road by an unknown assailant, blah, blah, blah. Well, Murdoch showed up in court with a Band-Aid, as I recall. That's no brain injury. A Band-Aid. He looked fine. So you can't always believe what a lawyer says when a microphone is in front of his face. And uh, regarding that unknown assailant, yeah, that was a lie, too. Turns out, according to Murdoch, of course, you know, you got to take that with a box of salt. According to Murdoch, he had a longtime friend, many people say drug supplier, shoot him in the head. So his living son, the only son left living, could get the proceeds of a life insurance policy. I wonder if he didn't have himself shot in the head to make it appear as if the killer of his wife, Maggie, and son, Paul, was after him, too, distancing himself from their murders. Well, I guess we'll find that out when this finally goes to trial. The defense team making a big bluster about evidence deadlines and leaking to the press. But what are the real facts of the case? Matt Harris joining us from WLNK. At least one of the murder weapons was owned by the Alex Murdoch family. Well, we know that the Murdochs did own an AR-15 that uses the ammo that was found by the 300 blackout, according to the Wall Street Journal. But that was not recovered or turned over for inspection is what we're hearing. So that that now, so that leaves us to believe if you take every report and put all together that maybe the shotgun was uh, found. But that is still, again, one of those rumors that's out there. And the AR-15, according to the journal, that's not, then the Murdoch-owned one was not collected. We're not sure why that was. Again, the time of the deaths has been placed between 9 and 9.30 that evening. Uh, law enforcement is very clear that that's the window yep. of the murders. Yeah, well, I mean, he was at the hospital at one point with his dad, who died a, a few days later. But he was actually at his mom, who suffers from Alzheimer's and dementia, at her house at from 9 to 9, in that range, 9 to 9.30, um, watching a game show or something. And she has a, and the word is that she has a, uh, your uh, caretaker that was there uh, at that time to do the vouching. I don't know if it's true, but it's a very short drive from uh, her mom's house. I've driven it from the mom's, his mom's house to the uh, hunting area. I mean, 20 minutes, maybe 15. Straight back to you, Bobby Chacon. How do you make sense of what you're hearing right now from Matt Harris? Well, I think, you know, as Dr. Joe even alluded to earlier, I don't think these time frames are, can be that exact. I think these are approximations. I think both the, the time of death and these times of travel and the times he left, I think these are very approximations. I mean, if you ask me of my day yesterday, I could give you approximate times of when I did certain things, but those aren't going to be to the minute. Those are going to be right. plus or minus five, ten minutes, depending on what I was doing. Well, not really. If you use your cell phone and your nav data off of your car, it will be down to the minute. If that's used, surveillance video is yeah, time is stamped, used. assuming that it's stamped correctly. Right, which is why which is why his lawyers are snowing by his own statements and saying he had an airtight alibi when the police are saying, no, he's a suspect in this case, he's a person of interest in this double homicide. 
because his statements of when he did certain things may not match up with the electronics that they now have. I mean, wait, wait, wait. The, the lawyer is saying this. Jim Griffin, who is Alex Murdoch's lawyer, is saying, quote, I assure you we have Alex's whereabouts for completely that time. That night, he's sitting on the bedside of his mother at her house when the coroner says the murders happened, watching a game show on TV. How many times have people relied on what's on TV at the time a murder or a crime occurred? That doesn't always pan out the way you think it's going to pan out. Another thing to you, Matt, we also understand that this is now one of the largest and most complex criminal corruption investigations ever in Palmetto State history. This has gone now into corruption. How? Well, I mean, Alec has been, I think there's 71 charges against him, uh, a little over $8 million uh, that he's alleged to have taken from clients. But the number is estimated by most to be more like 12 or 15 or something. Um, There's a judge that has come under fire because she... Uh, signed off on the settlement with the Satterfield kids, but it was worded oddly. It seemed to be hidden within the the system. So no, so the Beach family who was somebody suing, stood uh, by and facilitated yep. all of the embezzlement. Oh, there's got to be. There, I mean, there has to be plenty of people involved. You would think. I don't think over ten years you can no. take like fifteen million dollars and do it alone. In the last hours, Alex Murdoch out of South Carolina's lawyers have piped up, claiming prosecutors are hiding evidence and leaking information about the murders of Murdoch's wife and son to the press. Every day that passes makes it more difficult for Alec Murdoch and his attorneys to get prepared for trial. It's trial by ambush. Give us the stuff. You went to a grand jury and said you got enough evidence to convict Alec Murdoch, convince a jury beyond a reasonable doubt. Where is it? I don't have a shred of paper. I don't have an email. I don't have an exhibit. I don't have any evidence. But right now, I want you to hear this. WCIV ABC4 Charleston reporter Ann Emerson. Evidence delivered in the Alec Murdoch murder case. The defense says it's gotten what it wanted after a tense day in court earlier this week. Our investigative reporter Ann Emerson has been on top of this case from day one. So Ann, do we have any new reaction from Murdoch's lawyers tonight? Well, Katie, Alec Murdoch's defense team says as they download the content of the state's case today, they are evaluating it. In a statement we received, they say they look forward to reviewing the state's materials and allegations immediately so they can, quote, continue to build a defense for our clients so we're ready for trial in less than six months. This is the real moment for the defense to discover what they're up against, whether or not there is enough to convict Alec Murdoch of these double murders. I spoke with South Carolina former Attorney General Charlie Condon. Condon says it will be critical for the defense to decide whether Murdoch takes a stand. Due to the intense media scrutiny as well as the sensitive nature of the murder evidence, The judge put some of the evidence under a temporary protective order. But according to Condon, that should not hinder either side from evaluating it. However, as the state prosecutor Creighton Waters said in court Monday, this evidence could fetch millions of dollars if it landed in the wrong hands. This protective order will make sure that if the evidence does get out, the responsible parties will be held accountable and could 
face jail time. We are waiting for this to go to trial. And hopefully, a true verdict will be rendered. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zen.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Lisa's Sapira Hybrid has been named Wirecutter's best hybrid mattress five years running. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash Nancy for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Nancy. Thanks, Lisa Mattress, for being our partner.